Hello, and how are you feeling? Welcome to episode 10 of Coaching from Not a Blue Tree with me, Gary Burns. This episode is all about coaching and career change. It was not that long ago when people took a job for life. This is very much no longer the case, with most people changing career between three and seven times over their work lifetime. This podcast, therefore, explores some of the things you may want to consider when changing career. We're living longer, our working lives are longer, and in an ever-changing world, it's hardly surprising that many of us change careers. Indeed, when we first make career choices, most of us are in our teens and early 20s. Who we are and what we want can and does change radically as we leave those early years of work and move into our 30s and beyond. It's also highly likely that what motivates us has changed. Some of us will be in relationships, some of us will have children, some of us will have a first foot, or at least an aspiration to set a first foot on the property ladder. In addition to this, many of us face the prospect of working lives which extend for close on 50 years. 50 years! That's half a century. Just imagine going to the same place of work, doing the same job for that length of time. So, given that we have many years of employment, and given that many of us will change career more than once, it kind of makes sense to put some structure to the process. You may, of course, strike it lucky and leave one job, embark on some random alternative path, and it all work out. And if that's the case, excellent. Indeed, I know people who've done just that. If it ain't broke, don't mend it. It is, though, possible that you end up in jobs that you hate a working life which zigzags from one poor choice to the next. This, if you're not careful, ends up affecting you and those around you. It can severely dent your finances. It can impact on your mental well-being. It can, let's be frank, end up being one great disaster. Process, therefore, allows us to do a number of things. It allows us to take stock of our current situation. We can review our values and see what has changed and what remains the same. It's an opportunity to review our skills and strengths. What do we need to promote and what do we need to develop? It's also a chance to review what else is going on in our life and how this may or may not affect our career choices and changes. Above all else, the process will give us structure, purpose and direction. Our unconscious mind loves this and it will therefore work far better in supporting us to achieve what we want. Remember, we set our goals and make our plans with our conscious mind. The conscious mind is therefore the goal setter. The unconscious mind is the goal getter. A career change is just that. A move from one line of work to something which is completely different. It's definitely not the same as changing jobs as part of a career progression path or securing a promotion as part of that path. The motivation in those situations is very different and the values which sit behind those choices and decisions may also be different. And a career change is also not the same as a midlife crisis. In episode 7 of this podcast, I talk about the midlife crisis and one of the things that can trigger the crisis is dissatisfaction with your chosen career. A career change may therefore be part of a midlife crisis. It's definitely not the case all of the time, although it's worth considering your motivation when you think about career change. Is it part of a bigger picture, 
or is it simply a desire to explore a new path? Over the years, I've met many people who've changed careers. I've known people go from white collar to blue collar jobs and vice versa. I've met people who've gone from physically demanding jobs to more sedentary roles. Equally, I've worked with people who've suddenly grown tired of the desk job and gone into something physically demanding. Interestingly, I've encountered people who've moved career into high-powered jobs, and I've encountered just as many who've stepped away from the power into far less demanding roles. The variations are endless. And it doesn't have to be a clean break. There may be common threads in the varying roles that you undertake. One of my friends has done a variety of very different jobs in very different settings. None of them, though, has been public-facing. I, on the other hand, have had a range of jobs, all of which have involved working with people. The one job I took which did not involve working directly with people was the worst job I've ever had. One final consideration. Some people remain in a chosen career, undertaking a chosen job with little obvious desire to change. And then they get offered redundancy, or take a career break to have a child, or have a health scare. Suddenly they're weighing up their options, exploring new opportunities and thinking of change. And that's great. I do, though, wonder why we have to wait for something else to happen before we contemplate a career change. Surely we'd all be a lot happier if we kept our working life under review, open to the possibility of change, and aware of new opportunities as they arise. Just a thought. So, the process. I've mentioned a process several times, and as I said earlier, if whatever you're doing now works for you, then keep on doing it. If, however, you've changed career before and it's not worked out, or you're thinking about it and remain unsure, process may be just what you need. So first of all, I believe it's worth thinking about what's driving the career change. What's the motivation? Is it just a bad few days or weeks in your current job, or is it that sense of wanting a change about something deeper? Only you will know if you're reacting to a bad few days or whether something else is going on. There are two things that can help at this point, both of which I've discussed in previous podcasts. In episode four, I talked about the Wheel of Life, and in episode five, I discussed values. Starting with the Wheel of Life, it's a quick way of thinking about how satisfied you are with each aspect of life. Those aspects being career, family, relationships, personal growth and development, health and fitness, and renewal. It's worth checking each area just to make sure that your career really is the challenging area and that there's not something else going on in other aspects of your life. Once you've done that, you can break your career down into its component parts. So what does that mean? For all of us, work is made up of the actual work we do, our colleagues, our managers, the company or business, and its purpose, values, and ethics. How satisfied are you with each of those? And what does that tell you about what you may want to look for as you change career? Additionally, how are you going to make sure that you get what works for you? This then leads us into revisiting our values. Values, as you will recall, are what's important to us. They generally sit at an unconscious level and we measure life against those values. I suggest listing your values for all areas on the wheel of life. Establish your top seven for each area and see what comes up. It usually becomes very clear if your values are being met or not, and it's always worth checking all areas for two reasons. First, 
is to see if anything else is going on that is seemingly unrelated to the world of work. Secondly, values may come to the fore in any area which could influence your next career choice. There may be values that are really important to you from any area which are not currently being met. A change of career could change that. Values shift and change over time. What's important to us at the age of 18 may well be different from what's important to us at 30 or 40 or beyond. We may therefore have made career choices based on one set of values, which was the right decision at the time. Those values may now have changed, which can lead to those feelings of restlessness and dissatisfaction. I've worked with people who made career choices based on values linked to freedom and adventure at the age of 18 when they were single and ready to take on the world. With a partner and children, those values can and do change. Similarly, when you have a family and a mortgage, your values may well be different from the values you have once your children have left home and you've paid off your mortgage. Values do therefore give us real insight into what matters to us and what our drivers are. Using that information as you seek out a new career can be hugely useful and may well help you avoid a career which is contrary to what's important to you. There are two further steps that you can take, both of which sit slightly outside of the coaching process. The first is to complete a skills assessment and the second is to update your CV. A skills assessment is very simply a review of the skills that you have and this may be in the form of qualifications, experience and other expertise. Be very honest with yourself and don't underestimate the importance of soft skills, those people skills that allow you to negotiate, manage, get along with and motivate others as well as those skills that you have developed outside of work. Updating your CV allows you to review the roles you've had and what you've achieved in those roles. It may give you an indication of recurring themes, areas which you've enjoyed and had forgotten about, and jobs or types of jobs that you definitely want to avoid or do more of. There is a plethora of resources out there for assessing your skills and writing your CV. A quick online search brings up a lot, and many of them are free. Now, as a coach, I would not routinely complete either exercises with you. I would, though, work with you to address anything that comes up from the exercises. This forms part of the plan that you put in place. And that's the key part, the plan. It's all about working out what gaps you have in your skills, what you need to add to your CV, and, of course, seeking out that new career. Your values, your levels of satisfaction, your motivation will all feed into what you want to do next. Again, my very first podcast was all about goal setting and creating those exciting and compelling plans. Additionally, the plan may include who you want to help you and what that help looks like. You may get to this point and realise what you want to do next. And if this is the case, go for it. However, I've worked with a lot of people who establish the kind of work they want to do, linked to what's important to them, and yet no specific job or pathway comes to mind. Again, there are lots of routes to explore, from internet and job site searches to working with recruitment agencies. All can be added to that exciting and compelling plan. I'd also encourage you to trust your unconscious mind. All too often, people have an idea of what they might want to do. They may have seen something on the TV or read an article about a job. They may know people in a field which seems interesting and appealing. Is that you? And did you then dismiss the idea as not for you, too difficult, not having the right skills or qualifications? Explore those seemingly silly options. Go on. Your unconscious mind knows you better than you do. And it will have brought those thoughts into your awareness for a reason. 
And now imagine putting this into practice. Imagine completing the process and having an exciting and compelling plan that takes you from where you are into your new career. Imagine having the insight and understanding about what's important to you and what you want to do next. Think about how those vague and random thoughts about a career change have now become a robust plan which you're ready to start. You now have significant information which can help you move forward into a new model of the world that you want for yourself and those around you. If you can do it, do it now. If you're not sure or need some help, you can always book an initial consultation on my website, notabluetree.com, and you can then work out what the next step is. And you know that it makes sense, don't you?